0: welcome everyone second welcome so I can <laughs> mm-hmm. yay <laughs> now that we have because uh, we're live streaming on Facebook and live streaming on in the Instagram mama bears page as well as recording the podcast for the presence collective podcast and so for those of you that don't know me um, I'm Johanna capan I'm the host of Um, the Presence Collective, and it is just a ministry that I just uh, wanted uh, my friends and collaborators and just people in the kingdom who love Jesus and are centered around his presence and who want to experience his voice and his presence in a very real way in our lives, first and foremost, in our hearts, in our own hearts, and then in our families, and then in our worlds, and that's really what the Presence Collective is, and to just experience his presence, but then overflow his presence to everything that we touch and to everyone that we meet. And a part of um, an initiative of the Presence Collective is the Mama Bears Prayer Club page on Facebook. And over there on that page, um, it's just, you know for moms, aunts, educators, uh, grandmas, and women, single women—it doesn't matter. But um, it's open to you know people that just want to uh, raise their families with the awareness of God's heart. So um, again, once again, I want to introduce you guys to Teresa Coleman. Say hi, T. <laughs> Hello. Hi, everyone. <laughs> and T it's is joining, and right, we'll see it in the future.
1: Hello.
0: Yes. And T Should is. I say that again. Oh, I was going to say, you are joining us all the way from Nashville, Tennessee, and you and I have been friends yes. for um, several decades. Hello. I know we look like we're yes. in our 20s, yeah. but... I know. Yeah, it's
1: been several decades. Yeah. For sure.
0: So, um, yeah, so we our families are interconnected, and we've just been um, sisters and friends and intercessors. Yes and we're we're just people that love god and love people and want to see his heart manifest in our lives and in the people that we meet and work with and do life with and so so t i'm gonna let you share a little bit you can maybe say hello and then um you know we're just living in some interesting times
1: right Mm -hmm. yeah totally totally well um as Johanna said, we've been friends for you know decades, several, um, and uh, we were just talking among ourselves the other day, and you know we can solve all the world's problems. Um, at least I think I can. Yeah. <laughs> we we're texting back and forth and talking, and so we were talking and we were saying some different things, and I was just kind of telling her some things that was coming to my mind mm-hmm. uh, as being a Black American. And just in light of the whole situation of what's going on in the world, and even before the situation, just um, just, just noticing some patterns and some things, and um, certain things started popping up in my mind from the scripture, and I started sharing with Johanna about it we were discussing myself, and she's like, hey, maybe you should come on and say that on our program. So um, mm-hmm. I just thought, um, I come on to, I, I'm a person who likes truth, and I know that the Bible Teaches us the concept to love enough to speak the truth, to speak the truth in love. So, mm. I hopefully I will speak the truth in love. I mean, some people may not agree with everything I'm going to say today, and that's okay. Um, just hear my heart. I mean, not necessarily everything, uh, you know. Even if you don't understand the words of I'm saying, just hear the heart that it's coming from. It's not coming from a heart of judgmentalism. It's coming from a heart that believes in Isaiah 61. Yes. and believe that um, we are people that are called to heal the broken heart and set the captive free yeah. and believe that we are people that um that we have the answer mm-hmm. to every question that the world has that we have the answer because we want it we know the one who has the answer Amen. so we know him and for that, the answer. yes
0: yeah and our country is experiencing you know so much shaking right now uh, with the pandemic yeah. and then with what we witnessed last week with Um, the crime, you know, the police brutality in regards to George Floyd and just that video and just what evil mindsets can do, Um, you Mm -hmm. know, and the way and manner in which he died was inhumane and evil and just ruthless. And so all of us, you know, even now, just talking about it, my heart just gets, um, I just feel shaken up in my heart. And obviously we can't go over every nuance and every layer of um this very complex heart issue of racism but we as sisters and friends and as believers just wanted to have this conversation and um Mm -hmm. we both believe i mean being both of us are you know dark-skinned people i'm brown you know she's She's african-american people of color yeah um Mm -hmm. and we both have experienced you know in different ways and that's not the main topic right now what what I know, and I know T can say this as well, is that racism and prejudice of any kind dehumanizes people and devalues people. Um, and it doesn't, you know, uh, we're not seeing them in the way that God created them with intrinsic value. He breathed exactly. his value and his uh priceless treasure of who he is his image into each and every one of us regardless of skin color regardless of ethnic background regardless of culture each one of us carry his very dna in us and it's beautiful and i just don't understand you know um for me i'm just like even though growing up you know my early years in america when we first migrated to this country you know i did experience some prejudice and uh racial you know slurs and stuff like that and i had to work things in my own heart towards you know caucasians (laughs) and just being honest with you guys okay Mm -hmm. i had some resentment Mm -hmm. and i had to be honest Mm -hmm. and i remember sitting up in my room in my mom and dad's home and as a you know in my late teens and i was just like lord it, it just hit me all of a sudden there is a deep root of bitterness that you're carrying because of what you've experienced in school almost on a daily basis. And I don't blame people because a lot of it is just ignorance and the way that learned behavior and what they've been just exposed to or the limit, limited views or the limited um, cultures that people have been exposed to, you know, so a lot of it is just ignorance. But anyway, as I grew older and became more aware and was walking with the Lord, you know, with the tools that i had at that time i recognized something you know in my heart that just didn't sit right you know and so i had to come to that place of like lord here it is here's the ugliness of what i'm having in my own heart towards another race because of injustices that i have experienced and you know granted compared to what a lot of other people have faced in the past and may still be facing and are still facing it it was very small in comparison but still it still hurt You know? And Mm -hmm. so I had to be Mm -hmm. honest with the Lord and talk to Him about that. And He really brought so much freedom. Because you can't love people unless you're free from that offense. Yes,
1: exactly. You know? Totally, Jahana. Yeah. Go ahead, girl. um, Myself as well. Um, Like, I had to go through uh, my process, too, of uh, it wasn't necessary for me with uh, white people. But it was with other people of color, um, just, um, you know, not having your prejudice mindsets towards mm. uh, them for different reasons, for, for reasons or for, um, and I realized that, you know, that we all have a tendency to prejudge, yes. which means it's prejudice, it's we of, mm. uh whether it's um, ethnicity, whether it's um, mm-hmm. someone's uh, social economics uh, background, uh, whether it's your degrees or whatever it is, we all have a, a tendency to be prejudiced for another. Mm-hmm. And the thing that kept coming to me, and um, so I had to deal with this myself, even recently, though it was still with me, about, um, now you may not be prejudiced against white people, yeah. uh, but you do have some prejudice against other ethnic groups. And um, and I had to like, oh, I do, and he showed me, sort of telling me some areas where I was, and basically it boiled down to a conversation you and I had the other day about the the two greatest commandments in the Bible, yeah, and it's love, to love God with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love our neighbor as ourselves, mm-hmm. as, as you love yourself. And if you can't love God first, then and you, and you you know the Bible says, how can you say that you love God when you yeah. don't love the person that you see? I'm paraphrasing every day, so. But you also, if you don't love you, it's hard for you. You can't love someone else. So you can't love someone else more than you love yourself yeah. or less than you love yourself. So the yeah. greatest thing is you have to love that first. And then you have to also love yourself so that I can love my neighbor. Because when I love me, I'm not going to mistreat you. Yeah. But if I don't love me, just like the, you know, the mm. police officer, if you want you know mention that for a second, mm-hmm. he, he, that person that does not love themselves. That has self hatred, um, you yeah. know, trauma, dramas going on. Because then it's easy for you to not value my life because you do not value your own life. Yeah,
0: so. yeah. And the way that we can walk in that love towards one another is to first receive God's love. You know, that change and transformation has to happen in us. And as I was just processing and thinking about all of this, you know, in the last several months, but especially in the last week, um, you know, to me. And what I have seen through the Bible and in my decades of life that I've lived so far, I'm I'm 30. No, no, just kidding. So, um, hey, <laughs> <laughs> first you of yourself. all, before I go any further, can you guys hear us okay? okay. On Facebook, on Instagram, yeah. um,
1: if you are joining now, I us, so dark for me. what's that? I'm in a dark room. Oh, I apologize to them. And oh, so oh gotcha, gotcha. Because I'm packed with my house. She's a-moving! Yeah, I don't want y'all listening to my box so I had to just get the corner in the room. Yeah. <laughs> that's not lie.
0: So if you guys can do us a favor and just let us know if you can hear us okay, if you can see us okay, and all yeah. of that good stuff, that would help us. Um, so what I was saying is that, you know, change has to happen first in our, our own lives. Well, like what... Teresa was saying, and that um, as we see people on their intrinsic value that God has put in them, we see them according to their character, not according to their skin color, you know, the character of their heart, not according to the color of their skin. And I know that in all of this that has been happening in our world, Um, some are just are grieving they're numb they don't know what to think what to say some are confused and feeling guilty like oh my gosh you know what did i do what should i do differently and um you know how how can i you know make a difference you may feel powerless and helpless like you know my little post is not going to mean anything or my little voice here you know Uh, and it's not just you know relegated or um It's not just posting something on Facebook or whatever. This is not just limited to social media. We all have lives outside of social media. Can I hear an amen? (laughs) So social media is not the only way. So just because you don't see someone posting something, let's not judge and say, oh, they must not you know say something let's just walk in grace everybody let's walk in love Mm -hmm. and honor and Mm -hmm. just you know walk in compassion and if you do oh anyway i'm jumping ahead of myself so you know whether we are tired of the hashtag or have tragedy fatigue or wherever we might be in our hearts today Mm -hmm. i just want us to have this conversation and say lord this is the ugly mess that we have right now come and yeah. speak and reveal your heart in this reveal your heart yeah. for me first and foremost reveal the areas of my heart and yes. and then really just wait on him and be in what let's walk in humility and compassion and at the end of the day um you know uh, okay i just want to i'm looking at my notes guys um sustained healing in hearts or healing that goes beyond just an event healing yes. that goes yes. beyond just you know a Sunday morning or a revival
1: healing yes. that will go yes.
0: on for generations because it'll go from you yes. to your husband to your children to your family to your friends healing yes. that's sustained okay that kind of right. healing is what god wants us to experience and that is the abundant life that yes. jesus died for us to experience john 10 10 says the devil comes to steal kill and destroy but jesus has come to give us abundant life not just when we go forward and ask him to in our hearts you know at the front of the altar you know or not just when we sing three worship songs that move us in our emotions or whatever and and that's all beautiful in and of itself but god wants us to experience abundance and a prosperous soul so how do we have that kind of abundance and that healing that's sustained and i really believe um, within our hearts, within families, within socioeconomic and cultural levels, that kind of healing can be sustained when we see the unity yes. of the body, soul, and spirit. okay? That's when you yes. have that's when you're yes. cohesive, you're whole, you're integrated. Yes. until then you're fragmented. Mm-hmm. until then you're disjointed, mm-hmm. disconnected, and your body you might be working out, you might be like, woohoo, I'm great. But your soul is weary, your soul is um, in poverty, your soul is wounded, your soul is offended, your soul soul. is walking from one disappointment to another. Yeah.
1: Your soul can be wounded and you don't even know that your soul is wounded because, um, like we had the conversation the other day, a lot of times we have, I have my notes here that you guys all look down time to time, but um, like in generations past back, uh, you know, we have natural DNAs of our, you know, past generations, like our great, great grandmother might have had, you know, brown uh, eyes and, you know, and red hair yeah. and some freckles or whatever. And um, we find ourselves, you know, five generations later that our kids have red hair, freckles, brown eyes. Oh, she my God. body goodness. shape is like, you know, aunt so-and-so. From back um, yeah. And that's our natural uh, generational DNA. We all know about that. But we don't understand also that we have generational DNA that's connected to our soul. Wow. And a lot of times, um, what. Wait, wait, and say, that and, say that again. Say that again. Jump. We have generational. Okay. You, in our we, soul. No, that last Generational. One. Yes, generational trauma in our soul.
0: Generational and, trauma um, in you, our, can our soul. Can you understand me more? Yeah, yeah. No, I just wanted you to repeat yes, that again.
1: Generational trauma. Gotcha, yeah, in our soul. And so sometimes people, we only focus on our bodies and say, oh yeah, my grandmother had uh, diabetes or my aunt had you know, heart problems, so that runs in our family. But certain soul wounds runs in families, culture, people group, and ethnicities. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to speak from my uh, ethnicity of being a black American, as well as I'm um, talking to everyone because it pertains yeah. all of us. And I love all of us, white, black, brown, red, yellow, We're all God's children. I love you all. We're all sisters and brothers. If you're good to me, I'm good to you. Even when you're not good to me, I'm so good to you. Regardless if you're uh, black on black, uh, you know, because you can be presidents against your own ethnicity group too. So that's a whole nother story, because we have that too in our black ethnicity, with the light skin versus dark skin. we get in that another day.
0: Yeah, we so have that. We have on that on, in India. We right. have the caste system that has gone on for centuries. So it is in among. It's yes. embedded. It's insidious. It's yes. it's there in every culture. Okay. Yes. Yeah.
1: It was tough. Let's,
0: let's, let's just be very real. About, it, yeah. Uh, let's uh, just be very real about it. It is in, in every culture. <laughs>
1: Yes, we have a slightly light to the crispy black and our same considered black race. Yeah. And we have multiple colors and multitude of uh, attitudes and behaviors towards each other and sometimes prejudice just among black people, keeping it real. We don't always say it, but it's the truth. Light skin versus dark skin is a whole nother thing. But um but going back to the stove uh thing, we carry DNA of our past relatives within us as well too. We don't know it. We don't see it, yeah. But some of the trauma and drama and they went through carries down to the line through us, mm. and we act out in certain ways. We don't know we, you know, act out. We react certain things touch us, and we just go off like a time bomb. And um, we don't understand even. Uh, so I'm actually speaking to all of us, but I'm actually really, I'm also married in Black Americans, and I, because I feel like that the Lord is telling me something for Black America. To, to go beyond the next step of just, um you know, after the mourning, after the grieving, after we all, you know, we all, all said it was an, it's an injustice what happened to, to uh, George Floyd. Uh, Floyd. Um, but there's another process, there's a place past that, that God wants to take us as Black Americans to another place. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe that when, um, you what me, you want to say something right here, John No, please go, you're flowing, go for it. I know. Go for it, girl. Okay. Well, when I was um, okay, when I was just kind of minding my own business the other day, I felt like the Lord dropped something in my mind, my heart, that I would never have equated with us being um, you know, black Americans. And it was the story in John five one and seven, and I'm just gonna paraphrase. It's kind of a long story, but yeah, because uh, I don't have it. John uh, five, on the screen. But
0: 1 through
1: one one through seven. One through seven. Okay. hmm And it was during the feast time of the Jews in Jerusalem. And, um, you know, they were at the sh- gate, the Sheep Gate, and there was a pool that was at the Sheep Gate and it was called Bethesda. And uh, during this season, uh, they would come down to the, uh, Bethesda and come down to uh, Jerusalem. There would be this angel that would appear like once a year or something like that, and he would stir this pool of water up. Mm-hmm. And they said when well, the pool of water was stirred up, whoever got in there first would get healed because, you know, the mystery in itself and how that worked and all that but was angel. So there was a man that was uh, lame. and People that were lame, blind, crippled, um, trauma, drama, of any kind, whatever. Everybody would be sitting around because they're wanting to, oh, I want to get in this pool because I want to be made whole. I want to heal what when the things to start before. Mm-hmm. So here's the Lord is talking to me about Black America. Mm. Black, uh, Black America and, um, and, and So here comes this man who was sitting um, by the poor he's lame he's blind he doesn't uh, you know he does he's and the thing about him and I will talk about the generation he's blind and lame yeah but he had been in this condition for 38 years wow and sometimes we're in the same soul looking for generations after the mm-hmm. generations after the generation 400 years of slavery since 1619 to 2019 you know a celebration of when we first got here August oh, 20th America and, yeah. So you can have 400 years, huh? Yeah. July 20th August 20th yeah 1619 yeah. mm-hmm. Oh wow. yeah August 20th okay so we're ready to be 401 years but mm-hmm. a systemic generational over and over stuff so he had yeah. 38 years of being lame and blind and Jesus asked him you know do you want to be made whole wow and the man says well you know I don't have anybody to put me down in the water yeah you know because when you, the angel comes to stir it up, you know, there's other people that jumped it before me. And Jesus said, no, 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 I'm going to ask you about any excuses. I'm not asking you what I'm asking you. Do you want to be made whole? I'm telling you, take up your pallet and walk. Wow. Just, just take it up and walk. Just walk with faith, not by your condition, not by your lameness, not by your blindness, not by your issues, your drama, whatever. Take up your pallet and walk. And that stuck to me. And I was like, oh my gosh, I felt the Lord was saying to black America. Mm. I know the pain. I know the drama. I know the 400-year history. I know stuff that you don't know that happened in the 1600s, the 17, 18. Now, you weren't there. I know what happened to your great-grandmother, to your grandmother, to your great-great-great-aunt. I know it all. I've seen it all. I've been there. I know what's in your spiritual DNA. Come on, girl. And... But I want to tell you that I am here. Ooh. I, not just the angels thrown up the water. Yes. It's me. Amen. The one who made you. The healer of your the, the one who formed you out of the dust. Who put the color on yours in. Who put the sinews in your bones. Who put your mm. eyes together. Who breathed the breath of life. And we wow. talked about I can't breathe with George. Uh, with so he said, look, I breathe on you. My breath, my woo is in you, Black America. You can breathe. Yes. You can live. You can have life. Because I'm breathing through you. I am your strength. I am your source. I will bring recovery. I will bring you into you. And he's asking Black America, do you want to be made whole? Take the next step mm-hmm. beyond our pain, beyond our, our season of breathing and mourning. Yeah. He's asking us, he's inviting us, let make you whole. That's so I know. Good. Thirty-eight years. I know. Look, mm-hmm. four hundred years. I know. I said, all your history, all your drama, yeah. all your trauma, and I'm asking to love me make you whole. Let me make you whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rise up and walk. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was telling Johanna, I feel like one of those areas, saying we rise up and walk, is we have to know our God, mm. and we have to allow Him to heal us, and we have to allow His love to heal, to fill us. And we have to ask him, empty me out of anything in me from the past, from my past experiences, from my grandmamas, great grandmothers, all the generation before me, experience, release it from my soul. I want to be reactionary. I don't want to be um, triggered. Uh, you know, every time somebody hits up, yes, triggered by an event yeah. uh, like what would happen. i not saying that's not tragic.
0: Yes, because it is.
1: That's not devastating That's not. We're um, praying for the family, and that's not evil because it is. Yeah. But God doesn't want us always be triggered in a way that we uh, are so emotional that we have to go out. We don't. We be destructive in our emotions. He said we can be angry, mm-hmm. but sin not in our anger. Some yeah. of us are angry, even as believers, and we're sinning in our anger. Mm. We're or we're, uh, saying things. Not all, of us, not all of us. You know, we're saying mean things about police officers. We're saying accusatory things about white people or other ethnic groups or even ourselves. We're blaming everybody. Hmm. And instead of blaming the enemy who did this, who who it's not a skin condition, it's a skin condition. America has a skin condition, a sin condition, and black Americans do too. We need to be honest with ourselves that we ourselves need to be free in our souls from things that happen to us so we can stop. You can't be victorious if we're always a victim and god is trying to move us from victimization even with the man in a pool mm. to victory so we can have yeah. a testimony from a place of victory amen over triumph and not Go ahead, John. oh girl yeah.
0: you messed me up yeah. Whew, lord jesus yeah. <laughs> and i i when you that's shared that scripture verse with me i was story. like I was like, oh my gosh, girl, this is such a word from the Lord. And I'm telling you, anytime we go into the Word, anytime we sit with the Lord, sit at His feet, and and sometimes it's just walking throughout the day, doing dishes, whatever you're doing, running to Target, you know, getting that toilet paper roll or whatever it is. (laughs) Um, You know, as we talk to the Lord and engage with Him and we pray in the Spirit, He will speak to us. He will give us insight and lead us into Mm -hmm. truth about what we are facing in our own hearts and what yes. the current crisis is telling us about our own lives and about the state of the church. And when you said this verse to me, I was like, yes. wow, this is such a profound uh, picture of not just the African-Americans, but all of us who have been you know, um, yes. dealt with yes. trauma and, and yes. wounds and life happens to every one of us. You know, yeah. and um, whether it's from yes. a family yes. member or it's you know someone else outside of our uh, family circle, whatever it is, like we've all experienced um, injustice and betrayal and hurt. That's right. And so this, you yes. know, guy at Bethesda, he was. It says that in verse six, John fifteen six, it says he had already been a long time in that condition, a long time in that condition, and the mm-hmm. heart of God. Is mm-hmm. he? God is not just interested in us being religious and using all these sweet little Christian phrases right. and just you know hide our junk in our trunk and stuff in, under the rug. You know, mm-hmm. He wants us to get that out of our heart and be honest with Him and 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 just um, yeah. show Him that mess. He wants us to come to Him as we are, and that's why God loved David so yeah. much in the Bible because yeah. he was a man after God's own heart because he was just honest. He, he was just like, Lord, I, I'm despairing. Yes. My heart is, you know, uh, is discouraged. I feel like I have no hope. You know, whatever it is, like he just would share his heart. And the moment that we are, you know, in that place of just pouring our heart to the Lord from that place of brokenness, the Lord mm-hmm. says in his word in Psalms that the Lord is near to the brokenhearted. I believe it's Psalm 38, 7. I could be wrong, but it's in yes. Psalms. But the Lord is near to the brokenhearted. He doesn't want to, you know. Um, he he just he's not interested in you coming to him with all the spiritual trappings. On our best day, we could never attain the righteousness yes. of Jesus and the purity of Jesus and the That's holiness right. of Jesus. That's right. On our best day, even after you fasted, you know, for ten years, doesn't matter. You know, we all have uh, a sin issue, and none of us. able to stand on a higher moral ground just because of her skin color nobody no way it ain't happening
1: all of us that's right right. on the same
0: level playing field and one other thing I want to say so John John 5 5 that scripture verse was I'm sorry John 5 yeah John 5 1 through uh, 7 so that's one passage and another you know so that's what T was sharing with me and I felt like the Lord had this passage on my heart the last few days, which is um, Luke 10, 25 through 37. And that is, you guys know this passage very well. It's about the Good Samaritan. And I won't read all of it because of the time um, constraints right now. But, you know, last year when I had seen some injustices happen, uh, you know, I, I was just like, Lord, this really bothers my heart. This is really weighing on my heart. Both my husband and I, we were just like torn in our hearts about this. And we were just like, God, I, what do you have to say about it? You know, oftentimes when I don't have answers, and, you know, I can talk to, you know, trusted people around my, in my circle. And sometimes mm-hmm. I call T up and I'm like, girl, I need you to like give me some, you know, um, objective insight into this and i remember you know witnessing and just seeing all these different injustices happening and i was like lord what do you have to say about it and he led me to the passage of luke 10 mm-hmm. about the rich young ruler and um so and, it, yeah. and and he, you know the rich young ruler wait let's see here he says or oh, actually go to did i say 25 yeah 25 Uh, the rich young ruler is saying what shall I do to inherit uh, eternal life and Jesus says to him asks him a question because Jesus would always you know ask a question to your question (laughs) he's so good Mm -hmm. because he wants us to own up to what we're sensing or feeling or uh, dealing with in our own heart Mm -hmm. and so Jesus asks the the lawyer Um, this question in verse 26 what is written in the law how does it read to you and then uh, the lawyer says in verse 27 you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself and then verse 28 says Jesus said to him you have answered correctly do this and you will live but then the uh, lawyer goes further and he says well wait a minute you know, um, who is my neighbor? Because he kind of probably wanted to be like, oh, Uh I do all of that. And Jesus was like, oh, Uh okay. So you asked me who's my neighbor? Let me tell you. And then that's when he started speaking uh, about the story of the Good Samaritan. But what I want to highlight, which I didn't see until last year when when the Lord was just pouring his wisdom and his revelation in my heart in regards to the injustices that I was seeing. And first and foremost, he was showing me he was saying joe this is how i want you first and foremost to be not just revealing this story so i can be like stand on a moral higher ground and be like oh yeah those people that are doing those and unjust acts they need to be doing this no first and foremost it's me right so what he showed me was that the good samaritan story you know you see that man on the ground bleeding wounded and so who is the first person that walks by him priest oh,
1: the the, priest. Priest, yeah. the second mm-hmm.
0: person that walks over him steps over him Rabbi and walks him. you know walks away is a Levite Levite,
1: mm-hmm. okay
0: a and the third person is the good Samaritan and mm-hmm. um, he was a, the, the from a despised race you know the Jewish people had nothing to do with the Samaritans you know it was almost like they would mm-hmm. spit on them they were just lowest of lowest mm-hmm. people and here he took care of this wounded man and addressed yes. his wounds and bandaged up his wounds and covered him and wiped his, mm-hmm. you know, all his bloody yes. scars and took him on his own, you know, horse or donkey or whatever it is. And, mm-hmm. and he took him to the inn and made sure that he was comfortable and paid for his stay at the inn for his recovery. Yes. And he's like, and I'll go above yeah. and beyond that, even if he needs more, I will, you know, give you more on my return back. So that was the Good mm-hmm. Samaritan. But the highlight of what I what I felt the Lord was showing me is that the first two people that walked away from the Good Samaritan were from the church. Yep. Okay. Sad. Yeah. It's true. It's it was a true. priest and yeah. a Levite. They were from the church. Mm-hmm. The church is yes, largely responsible. I'm sorry, I'm going to say it. The church is largely responsible for what we see today.
1: Yes, the world's our report card.
0: The world is the church's, the world is the
1: church's report card.
0: Say it. The world is the church's yes, report that. card.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's what I felt mm-hmm. the Lord was highlighting yes. to me. He's like, that within the church, we need to recognize the areas where we have failed, the areas where we have um, been intoxicated with ambition and leadership and yes. all of this stuff and, you know, mm-hmm. ministry, finding our, mm-hmm. uh, you know, identity and significance in ministry, like stop it. Exactly. <laughs> Just shut it down and deal exactly. with your own wounds yes. with your own heart.
1: Exactly. You know, yes.
0: I will leave exactly. all of this. I don't care. To me, it's not about a ministry or whatever, or a title or whatever. You know, to me it's like loving the one in front of me. And I don't do it right all the time. Trust me. I mean, every day I'm like so aware of my failures. <laughs> but in and in that I believe the Lord wants us to recognize and be aware. And this is not to condemn anyone. I just I, I bring this up to say, look, this is a personal experience that I felt the Lord was teaching me as a, as a teaching tool. And he was like, the priest and the Levite were from the church. And I had never made that connection. I mean, I knew that I think in the back of my head, but I had never seen it like in that such clarity. Like, wow, Lord, mm-hmm. these leaders from the church walked away and it took this despised race, someone from that despised mm-hmm. race, to dress this mm-hmm. man's wounds and bandage him and bring healing and so I say that to encourage us that mm-hmm. we can um, receive God's healing God's repentance God's yes. mercy and God's justice yes. for our own hearts and say Lord I am yes. I'm so sorry for the areas where I have been uh, you know, struggling with pride or offense or mm-hmm. self-righteousness or just being so like myopic and this is it and you know wherever we've been closed up the Lord wants us to just be open and um, and walk in humility before him and repentance and as we receive his grace you know his grace is so beautiful it's so scandalous it's undeserving his mercy is undeserving his kindness you know it says in yeah. um, Romans uh, two four his kindness leads us to repentance and so I, nice. I I just want us to you know so those two passages I want you guys to study them and maybe the Lord will share some other picture for you guys and uh, from from the Word but John five one through seven and then Luke ten twenty five through um, what did I say Luke ten twenty five through thirty seven. Were two specific passages that the Lord has been highlighting to us, and um, I just want to go into before I go any further. Oh yeah, go ahead. I just want to say this quick thing. Hey guys, um, I know it's eleven forty, and we're gonna try to wrap it up quick. But if you guys can get some communion elements, I really felt in my heart that we are to take communion Mm -hmm. together. So um, if you wanted to just go run and grab something from your kitchen, like. Piece of bread. It could be water. Don't worry about it. It doesn't have but to I be. Uh, yeah. So, um, while you're doing that, go for it, T.
1: Okay. I dropped my communion on the floor, so I'll have to get it in, in a minute. But um, <laughs> this good segue to go into there. Um, but um, the last thing I want to say is the story that uh, from Matthew 5:27, and this mm-hmm. is to encourage everyone. And also, I do have something to say to Black Americans too. And, mm-hmm. and I first of all, I do want to say to all of my non-black brothers and sisters in Christ, or even those who are not, thank you so, so much for your support that you have shown us over the years, because it hasn't been for good non-black people, especially the white people that really helped um, doing um, the civil march, civil rights march, and even before then in slavery that helped with the underground houses and um, the, uh, the mennonites and wow. the, uh, the different people that helped us along the way uh to make our journey from you know from the south to ohio whatever i want to say thank you for your for for just being god's hands extended and this is not any condemnation to anybody so this is not a beating any group over the head uh, not at all uh, we're trying to be uplifting and in and, and Inclusive because I saw the gospel is and I saw Lord, and we're family, all of us are family, no matter yes. what our skin color. If you love Jesus, you're my family, and if you're here in the human race, you're my family too, because I have the same father and mother. I am mean, well, not mother because you know, I'm not natural, but I have the same father, father, God that you have, although God can be a mother to us <laughs> yeah. too. But this story in Matthew 27 32, it's a short little verse in the Bible, but I was thinking about how the fact that when Jesus says, uh, well, actually he says first, first Matthew 16, 24, when then Jesus said to his disciples, if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself mm-hmm. and take up his cross and follow me. And that's for all of us, even before we take communion that if you want to follow after Jesus, you have to take up, you have to deny yourself and yeah. you have to follow him. But it's the story in Matthew 27, 32. This is for black Americans. Who think that you didn't have significance, that you don't have words, or that you're always, uh, that somehow you overlook? because the Bible always says that the last shall be first, and the first shall be last. And in Matthew 27, 32, I was from Johanna this uh, day, and it says, when they led him away, they seized the man Simon of Cyrene, who was coming into the city from the country, and placed on him the cross to carry behind Jesus. And Jesus just told us that if anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. So this man is carrying Jesus' heavy cross up the road to where he's going to, you know, he's been forced to carry, but he's got this weight of the world on his shoulder. But this man was a black man. This guy, Simon of Cyrene, he was a black man. He had the privilege of carrying the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ on his back, sharing in his suffering so that he can share in Jesus' resurrection. Jesus let him share his suffering by carrying that cross every cross on his back too in the natural because God wants us to know that we are going to also be a part of Jesus' resurrection. We are a part of his resurrection, that mm-hmm. God was thinking of us even though we're wrong. He used the black man, he even mentions the name in the Bible. When your name is mentioned in the Bible, that's something significant. Yeah. That's something of and right? To have your name, listed, not just a man in the Bible, but Simon, a Cyrene. He mm. even talks about who was the father of Alexander. and yeah. So, you know, he was a man of importance. He was, you know, somebody. So God's trying to tell you, you have importance. And if you want to follow me, take up your cross, Black Americans. Take up your cross, Americans. Take, take up your cross, people of the world. Yeah. Take up your cross and follow me. Follow me so you can reign with me. And God's inviting us to another level of sharing the suffering so we can share the joys that before us. The he endured so that we are part of his family for healing and wholeness, and all of that is part of us sharing the resurrection. So Jesus. good. Just yeah.
0: by sharing the stuff. Anyway. Amen. No, that was Sorry, good. That was behind. a very. Let me see how I'm Yeah.
1: Yeah. Duck down for a second. Okay. I have to get my unit that fell on the floor. Go
0: for it, girl. <laughs> well, I had to um, grab this other computer so I could see everybody on Facebook because it's not bringing up the names on this uh, Be Live platform that we're using to come to you guys today. But um, I just want to share really quick. Yeah. Um, three practical ways of being. An activist of love three practical ways of being a love activist because it all boils down to the love of God and yeah. um if we walk in yeah. love we're not going to put our knee on somebody's neck hello as they're screaming out you know yeah. for mercy
1: yeah.
0: it's just not going to happen so the antidote mm-hmm. to all kinds of hatred mm-hmm. and prejudice and offense and storing up, you know, bitterness and resentment toward anyone, of, yes. regardless of skin, you know, color, mm-hmm. um, or whatever it is, you know, exactly. it could be, it could be your boss, it could be whoever, you know, um, the antidote to all of that is mm-hmm. love, is the love of God, the love of Jesus. Yes. And well, so, um, one, yeah, yes. amen. So the one, uh, the first key for me, anyway, and, and I just wanted to share this with you guys. And there's, like I said at the top of the program, um, there's so many nuances and so many layers to all of this. And we obviously can't get to all of that in, you know, 45 mm-hmm. minutes. But um, some a few key things that I felt the Lord was putting on my heart is the first thing is to receive God's unconditional love for yourself. Yes. To receive God's love for me. Yes and the best way to do that is to be honest with him and be you know sometimes it helps to journal it out talk it out you know pray it out sing it out whatever you know just say father i i'm I'm struggling with this you know whatever it is and we talked about it a little bit you know earlier Mm -hmm. and as you just you know open your heart in repentance and brokenness and as i do that you know god's love and his Mm -hmm. presence his nearness comes to us and, and he manifests mm-hmm. his voice, yes. his heart, um, and, and brings wholeness and freedom and peace. And we already, as believers, yes. we already carry that within us because we're a new creation. Sometimes it's just a yes. matter of us activating it and walking it out and ex- in allowing yes. the life of Jesus. Like, you know, T said, take up your cross. So if I take up the cross, that means I'm crucified with Christ it's no longer i who lives but christ who yes. lives in me galatians 2:19 so it's no longer yes. johanna's little you know prejudices or mindsets or you know negativity it's jesus living in me i have to take those thoughts captive and say okay lord yes. i receive your love in place of this brokenness in place of this bondage i receive your yes. freedom and sometimes it's a daily thing a daily sometimes it's an hourly thing yeah <laughs> where we have yeah. to fall back yeah. it, it, on his love and be like Lord I receive your unconditional love for me and John 1627 um, I remember reading this years ago and I just um, loved this part of the scripture in John 1627 and somebody can type that out John 1627 for the Father himself loves you and I would just sit on that phrase for months when I saw that I was like oh my goodness. This is so good. For the Father himself loves you, T, loves you, Kazia, loves you, Mm -hmm. you. Sharon, loves you, Um, Karthi and Bryuda and all of you that are watching and listening. The Father himself loves you. This is Jesus telling his disciples, right? And he's speaking that to us. For the Father himself Mm -hmm. loves you because you have loved me and have believed that I came forth. From the Father, so it all starts with that that key word: believe. Believe in Jesus. Believe that He is enough. Believe that He is the answer. Sometimes we want to look for all these other answers Mm -hmm. and human wisdom and human intellect, human reasoning, and human emotions and human this and that. Okay, Mm -hmm. they have their place. Okay, I'm not denying that they have their place, but no Mm -hmm. one can come close to the love of the Father. No one. Not on their best day. No, no. (laughs) Okay. I love people. I love my family. No. And I love my friends, my dear, amazing friends that I've been blessed with. I love them all. But no one can come close to the love of the Father and how he ministers to my heart and how he sets me on the right path, how he addresses things in such gentleness and patience and tenderness and long-suffering. Because sometimes I don't learn the lesson the first time. It's like, you know days later me um, <laughs> so yeah so John 1627 and then Psalm oh, oh one quick uh, Psalm 139 17 and 18 how precious also are your thoughts to me O god how vast is the sum of them if i should count them they would outnumber the sand when i awake i am still with you so god's thoughts toward us are innumerable have you counted the sand on the seashore i mean most of us have been to you know uh, the beach okay uh it doesn't matter how small or big or Uh you know how many miles the beach stretches there's no way that you could count The number of grains of sand, you know, in that particular stretch of beach that you were at that particular day. But can you imagine all the grains of sand Mm -hmm. across the earth and even the grains of sand hidden deep in the depths of the ocean? God is like, it doesn't even come close to how many thoughts I have toward you. That's how much he loves Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. Hello. Yes. Let that sink in. Yes. Go
1: ahead, T. That's I know it. you wanted to say something. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna also say piggyback on what you're saying there too about um, this is love for us too. And I, I remember when uh, I think I was telling you the other day about Matthew 22. I think it's or 37, something like that. Uh, and where the, the disciples they were asking him, you know, what is the greatest commandment? Um, and you know, in the Bible, and Jesus was saying, hey, you know. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, your soul, and your strength. Yeah. And the second one is like, it, and we I mentioned it earlier, but I want to say it again for those that here at the beginning. And you shall love your neighbor as you love yourself. Yeah. Because heal people heal people mm. and hurt people hurt people. I always say that. And if you don't have the love of God, so he's asking us today too. You may not, um, like you said, he loves you. And we know John. I mean, First Corinthians thirteen chapter shows us what love is and what love is not. And love was not what happened last week. That was you know, no. No. Love does not hurt itself or hurt anyone else. Yeah. not that that fashion. And when we see with First Corinthians thirteen, it's like, but that's the way the love of God is. And then some. He's saying, you may not have love, but come ask me help me to love you God, mm. help me to love you. And I've said that many times I put love in me for the people who baptized me in love and he's did it before so that um, I can love people the way you love them. And I did that. I remember a lady one time walking to me at church and telling me, you have the love of God, just out of, out of you? She said, you're just shining, your face shining. She said, when you hugged me, I felt so much love that the pain that I've been carrying for so long, she was an older lady too. And she just started crying on my, I know why i have been to her. She said, it was like as Jesus hugged when he gave me love. She didn't know that I had been asking for a whole entire week, please God, baptize me in love, yes. baptize me in love with people. I don't have it, I don't feel it. Like this is years ago, I need to say it again too. And it's true, he will fill you with the same love mm-hmm. of which he has for you. He'll give you a portion of that for you to love him. And then you love your neighbor. And when you start loving yourself, then I can love you. I don't mistreat you because I love me. Yeah. And that's why I don't harm And because I love God. And maybe loving God causes me not to do things to you, because I'm thinking, uh, do I want someone else to do it to me? So you want to love someone else if you would love yourself, and do you want others to others do to you? Yeah. And to me those are sort of practical ways of to maybe, maybe getting steps. So I know we can move on for uh, and yeah. all that, but that's, that, good. that's Matthew 2, 34 through 39 it talks about the,
0: What's that the, again? the Matthew commandments
1: what? of all commandments is to...
0: Matthew. Uh, it's
1: Matthew's 22. I uh, found it on the Matthew 22.
0: 22. 34. Um, 34 through 39. Is good. Okay. Matthew 22, yeah. 34 through 39. And, um, yes. yeah, so as we receive God's unconditional love for ourselves, then we are able to love our neighbor. And just like what we, you know, talked exactly. about the Good Samaritan. It, it's not because of... Yes. We don't necessarily have to be a pastor or, you know, uh, an expert on love. We just have to ask God to baptize us with His love, like T said, and walk in that love toward first toward ourselves, and then toward our family, and to the one in front of us, whoever our neighbor is, you know. And uh, the second thing I want, yeah, the practical ways of being a love activist. The second thing is to search our hearts. Um, and ask Holy Spirit to show us if there are any areas of embedded prejudice or offense towards anyone. Okay? Um, It could be like T was saying it could be someone from the own race. It could be someone you know Mm -hmm. within our circle. Mm -hmm. Whatever it is. Like Mm -hmm. any sort of pre-judgment or Mm -hmm. any area that brings an emotion and um an unsettledness and like oh what is this lord show me where this root is coming from and i i do that and Mm -hmm. i have to do that it's it's healthy to and it's not that we just constantly are looking at ourselves it's just lord uh, because jesus as we look to him he makes us more and more and more like him we go from glory to glory but we can yes. when he addresses yes. things, or when there is a, a dissonance, cognitive dissonance of some sort, right? You guys follow my track here. When there's some sort of an unsettled, yep. you know, feeling towards someone or, or, or another race, immediately address it with the Lord because you're mm-hmm. you're sensing it, you're feeling it, and it's coming out, seeping out through other ways and forms Mm -hmm. okay and so we as believers I know Jesus is perfect and I know that we look to him you know he is righteous he is Mm -hmm. holy but we also as we look to him Mm -hmm. if he brings up anything we need to be honest about it and say okay Lord, what do you want me to see if we don't address the root then that cycle keeps on perpetuating and we never get healed from that and it keeps on and what
1: and then the fruit comes out in us if we don't address the root
0: yes yes the fruit of that
1: whatever it is
0: that mm-hmm. I'm that is. yeah so um and his kindness his kindness leads us to repentance so as we own own up to it and um and identify it and name it and expose it to the kindness of god sorry guys i'm just gonna plug in my other phone here because we're going on Instagram Live as well, and it's okay. Here we go. Um, as we own up to it and recognize it for what it is, and expose it to the kindness of God's heart, He begins to bring His healing and grace into that situation, and we begin to walk in freedom. Because then we've received the truth. So He, you know, when we receive truth, then we can walk in freedom. And so uh, Romans two four is a scripture verse for. Um, this particular segment, or this searching our hearts and asking God to lead us in um, repentance. The kindness of God leads you to repentance, Romans 2, 4. And, you know, sometimes it requires that we talk talk it over with the counselor, with the pastor, with um, some, you know, trusted women in our circle. Uh, for the men, I mean, I know this is Mama Bear's program, but um, I'm sharing this on my other Johanna Kappen page, but you know for the guys it may mean like, you know, being awkward and uncomfortable in talking about it, you know. Um, but we cannot show genuine love to one another if we're not free from the expectations we have of people and, ha- and carry an offended heart towards their failure to meet those expectations. So even those expectations that we place on people, you know, we have to release that to the Lord. And that's a whole other topic, because I was talking to the Lord about that, and he shared something mm-hmm. so powerful to me um, from, the, from the book of Luke, in regards to expectations that we put on people. We are to expect nothing in return, mm-hmm. and I know that's such a radical thought, because it's like, well, wait a minute, my husband needs to open the door yep. for me, and he's got to do this and that and the other me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's the part of us taking up <laughs> our cross me. Yeah. That's the part of us taking up our cross. And yes. that's not to say we don't address things or are not honest when things right. are when we're disappointed. You know, it's such a walk of faith. It's such a walk of just mm-hmm. walking with the spirit. Sometimes you gotta talk and address it and say, you know what, that kinda hurt me uh what was where did that come from? And other times you gotta just really you know, uh-huh. release those expectations to the Lord and have Him fill your heart and fill mm-hmm. that void and that place yes. of longing and the last I thing want I want to, to say it. and then we're gonna take communion guys um, renew our minds with God's truth so number one is receive God's unconditional love for yourself number two is search our hearts and ask the spirit of truth to lead us into all truth and the kindness of God to lead us to repentance and number three is renew our minds with God's truth. And you all know, we live in a time where lies are being masqueraded as truth. And it's so, you know, sometimes you can be like, okay, what exactly is truth right now? Because it's like, this is going on, this is going on. and And this theory and that story is being spun in the media. And I hear this person say this, and there's just so many voices coming at us. And they're saying, this is true. Trust this, you know, source. And we really need to be, as believers, we need to walk with such sharp discernment. And yeah, be supposed, walking yeah. in step with the Spirit of God and His voice mm-hmm. of truth. John sixteen thirteen. I this is like my life verse, one of them, a key life verse. Um, the Spirit of truth will lead you into all truth. And as you pray yeah. that every day, the Lord will show you what the truth is you will sense Mm -hmm. it, you will see it, you'll be like, okay, I'm sensing Mm -hmm. something here. Yeah, Mm -hmm. let me follow that and see where God is leading Mm -hmm. me with that nudging, Mm -hmm. with that, hmm, I don't know about this, you know? Mm -hmm. And as you follow that instinct or that leading or that prompting in your heart regarding Mm -hmm. a situation or or an issue or whatever it is, when you hold that information up or that situation up to the light of God's heart and to the light of His Word, he will release truth and wisdom and uncover what you need to see. He's so good at that and I love when he does that. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, my mind gets cleared and I'm like, oh my Lord, I see it, Lord, I see it. And so um, Mm -hmm. we need to renew our minds with his truth by taking those thoughts captive. Any thought of offense or negativity or judgment, take those thoughts captive. And receive yeah. God's truth in those areas. Amen. So, Amen. T, do you have anything else you want to add before we pray? And yeah, uh, I just have one last
1: thing to say um, that um, I think we talked about earlier? Uh, but um, real quickly, my life verse to me is Isaiah 61. I feel like yes. that we are the Isaiah 61 generation. People have died and we uh-huh. live in Isaiah 60 world. That we are the people that are called, that the Lord says, the Lord God's upon us, because He's anointed us to preach the good news, mm-hmm. and to be afflicted, and to find the brokenhearted, to bring liberty to those who are prisoners, to set the captives free." And I feel like that we, you know, we live in a dark world, but at the same time, we are called to be the light of Isaiah 60 in a dark world. So He wants us to be healed, because heal people heal people, and hurt people hurt people. And the mission of the body of Christ is to be Isaiah 61 people to the world. We can't be like the world. That's why God is trying mm-hmm. to tell us to take up our cross and follow Him. Um, to do you want to be healed at the pool? But as a be your neighbor's um, good Samaritan, He's trying yeah. to get us to be in a place of wholeness so that we can bring wholeness to the generation to angry people out there. So we can yeah. we might be a little angry. Sin, not in our anger, but He wants us to walk in healing. So remember, mm-hmm. you are Isaiah sixty-one person living in an Isaiah sixty world. That's the that's the it's a car moment that we're in of time So we're called in this this time to be the healing agent to people. That's the reason why I agreed to come out with Johanna today. Uh, this was last minute. Very busy. with You're supposed to be for five minutes, um, and I'm very busy. Uh, you know, we packing and all kinds of stuff that's going on life yeah. right for him. for a uh, moving. But I wanted to say to to black Americans and I just like to all of us that God is calling us to be healing agents. And he Mm -hmm. wants us to move beyond pain again to that healing so that we can walk in the Isaiah 61.